Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto. Whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back, you'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation so 10 years down the road from now, You'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. I love Swiss made watches and I mean, you know, fantastic timepieces. I've got some of those, you know. Yeah. I just started getting into watches about a year and a half ago. I just had a conversation uh, about that yesterday with one of my clients. One of my clients is obsessed with watches huh. and he wants to quit his job and go work and sell watches. That's fantastic. I'm like, do it. Just mm. go do it. You need to tell him about watch conspiracy. What's that? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a private mastermind group. It's run by the same guy who runs Exotic Car Hacks. Yeah. So Watch Conspiracy teaches you how to buy used timepieces at a wholesale rate and then make money on them. I mean, there's guys in there that are making like 300, 400K a year in profit just flipping watches. That's crazy. It's amazing. And you join in his private I did just for the fun of it, you know, because yeah. I'm not going to do it for a living. That's not what I do. But I wanted to join just because I'm curious about the process. And I could probably pick up a piece here and there for less than what I would normally pay. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I, every week you get a newsletter that has like, here's the top 10 picks. And they go out and they curate like these deals that are over eBay or in private sales and all that and send you the best 10 that they can find. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah, I know. I've never even heard of anything <laughs> know, like right? that. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. It's a dude out of Miami. But the, the same dude out of Miami, he just posted in the private Facebook group. He's like, all right, I'm getting rid of 18 Rolexes. Who <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, that's cool. uh, You know, I love Hublot's. You know, so those are some of the more expensive ones that are on there. Adam Arpagay's, APs, and he'll say it'll have on this this email blast. You know, like asking, you know, asking price ten five. You know, and then it'll say like buy price six k. Crazy. Sell price eighty five hundred. So he's like giving you your targets where you should be, and the whole thing teaches you how to negotiate. Right, these it's deals. like all you have to do is buy this at this, and you can sell it for exactly. This. Yeah, you got it. That's cool. I know it's awesome. What so did you say it is again? Watch conspiracy. Yeah, I mean watch watch conspiracy. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just Google it. I mean uh, the mastermind is like. Fifteen hundred k a year, so no, not fifteen hundred k. What the one thousand five hundred dollars a year? That's it. It's stupid cheap, and you get all the info you need to start doing this for a living. It's, yeah, it's I'm, amazing, dude. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Where <laughs> I sign up, I sell watches. The now. exotic car hacks is <laughs> is two grand a year to be a part of that. But I just got an Aston Martin. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. It's really made for for buying used ones, and then you keep them for a year and then flip them because you can only keep them for about a year and put three thousand miles on the exotics. Yeah, and to actually sell them for more than what you bought them for, the whole purpose is to drive exotics for free. Yeah, right. But I found a brand new on a twenty nineteen that I love. But still using the methods on that dude, I got thirty seven thousand dollars off this thing. That's incredible. So I paid you a twenty nineteen. Really? Yeah, brand new, dude. Fast. I had like, oh man, it's amazing. It's zero to sixty in three point one seconds. It's killer. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what made you go with that? What was like? Did you were you just always an Ashton Martin fan, or what? a little bit? Because I, you know, I'm on the flip side. You know, I I do all this. You know, all the personal development, business development stuff. And, yeah. You know, which is really like the ordained pastor side. But then my professional upbringing is in tech, 
And so that's like the whole James Bond side. You know, I've also been trained as a civilian by the CIA in surveillance and elicitation. So that's the whole like sneaky but still sexy kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's know? like that's the car. Exactly. Exactly. So I saw it. I was like, I saw it on the show. I was at a VIP party that was at an exotic car dealership. And that's where I saw this thing on the floor. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> have how many times, if any, have yeah. you listened to Ashton Martin music by Rick Ross? In your car while driving it, <laughs> not once. What? <laughs> not once. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'll have to send you that. Please, please do. <laughs> I'm like, this is garbage. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you've been recording all this too, because this is fun talk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Do the pre-show and the post-show go on like some of the the outtakes and all that stuff? Yeah. But man, yeah. Watch conspiracy and exotic car hacks. But it was yeah, I'll, that. Yeah, I'll definitely check those out. Yep. But How I, far do you want me talking from this thing? About six inches or what? That's yeah. perfect. Yep. Yeah, about a hand away. I'm just testing okay. to see where you're. you're I was a semi pro musician too, dude. I've literally like done everything. So I, I was just saying, like, can I have it right here because yeah. this is what I'm used to. You know? What'd you do? Would you did you play or sing or what? Sing and played. Yeah. Oh really? I've been playing a full drum kit since I was five. That's I've been cool. playing guitar since I was twelve. Yeah. And so it's a lot of fun. That's Front awesome. man. Yeah. Yeah, I played trombone for a year. That was cool for. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that was cool for a minute. Yep. Wouldn't do it again, but it was cool. <laughs> it wasn't really the one that anyone wanted to play. I know. Isn't that the truth, though? Man? I got forced into it. Though. Okay. Like I wanted to join band because my best friend was in band at the time, yeah. and I joined late. So the band instructor, the teacher, he's like, "If you're gonna join, you have to play the trombone." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anything but that one. He's like, trombone. Trombone. Like, right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to start. Can we use some of this, too? Because this is good. Probably. Yeah. Hey. Just say the name of the show. We yeah. Know. Well, this is all in with Rick Jordan. I'm with Rick. I am Rick Jordan. We started already. I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This is Jason. And, I, dude, I don't even know your last name yet, but I feel like we've known each other for a long time now, yeah. right? Van Hollebeck. It's Van, Van Hollebeck. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about musical instruments, and you were uh, – so it was trombone. That, trombone, that went, yeah. Because yep. nobody else was doing that. I remember because I was in band when I was a kid too, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, man, you know, because I've been playing drums already for years because I had played them since I was five. Yeah. But then I wanted to play the saxophone. I don't know why, because I was thinking that cool kids play the sax. And cool kids play the drums. Those are the two things, drums yeah. and saxophone. <laughs> Somehow I had it in my head that the drums weren't cool. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm like, I need to play. So I, I get on the drums. You know, it was like a, and I remember the, the band director. This was fourth grade. You know, this was like tryout for middle school band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I get on the drum and she's like, okay, do this pattern. And it was like perfect. You know, I'm, I'm mimicking everything she's doing. And she's like blown away thinking that I'm this prodigy. Right. right. I mean, I was playing a full kit when I was five, which is not normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, you know, I think I want to play the saxophone. And she's like, why? <laughs> You're already <laughs> doing the thing you really good at know, right and i'm like no i just think that i would like that you know? yeah she goes okay well let's go ahead and the whole trial for that was they just give you a mouthpiece not a whole sax yeah and you just have to blow into it and try to make like some sound out of it or something it sounded like a dying duck when yeah. i did it <laughs> yeah it's not easy either no. some, some people yeah. just don't get it down and i've seen like i've tried it and it was just super frustrating right on and yeah. that's i heard it just took me hearing that dude and i was like okay i'm gonna do the drums <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the ugliest thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, I was almost like fourth grade. You know, I've got my fourth grader in here. With. <laughs> right. I was nine like him. Right. And like, this is the most disgusting sound ever. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I uh, when I, I remember when I was trying to go into band and they gave me my options, which were only trombone. And I was like, OK, well, I'll do it because my friends are in there. Yeah. It, one, it's an embarrassing thing to play in general, you know, like it's just a silly looking thing. And it, everyone's always like, brown, like, say it's just yeah. like, it's just goofy. But the worst part about playing any one of those instruments, did you ever see when like they would empty the spit oh, out of disgusting. it? Oh, it's disgusting. Disgusting. And it's such a normal yes. thing. And you do it on carpet. <laughs> and like, I look back now, you, all you do, you play a whole song and then you're like, empty your spit and everyone empties their spit onto the <laughs> yeah, carpet and you're like now you're looking back and you're like i don't even think that's legal i like, know right isn't that how much mold is in there right on you know you like think about like i remember the trumpet players and it was like well they would i don't know why but they would blow it really hard to empty their spit valve yeah and it'd spray yeah it wasn't like drippy you know but it would just spray yeah and the trombone was like you know it's got the long tube it would so collect. Like, it just yes. fills up and you can tell because the sound is different now it's like, yeah. I think I haven't emptied that in a couple a songs. A little gurgly. Yeah, you empty it out, and there's like the cute girl next to you, and you're like, Psst, and she's like, Psst, you're just like, hey, like, baby, look at my spit. Tons of buildup in there. Yeah. Dude. Uh, it, yeah, it was, oh, my gosh. It was embarrassing. I got out. I know. I was like, I, you know, I can't carry this into high school. Yeah, so it was just a year that you played? One year. That's it, yeah. So awesome. Got in for a year. It was funny because my best friend got to actually – teach me how to play like they didn't want to teach me how to play it with the whole class they were yeah. already too advanced for that so they had this separate little side room and do you remember the talk boy fx's like those little talk boys like the first recorders oh, for yeah. kids that came out yep we would from take, home alone yeah from yes, home alone yes the- <laughs> yeah i always say that to people and I, I didn't i wasn't even gonna say it here because yeah. no one ever gets it they're like no i'm like oh, the home alone <laughs> thing was awesome yeah we just went in the back like we would go in this little side room look like we're working, but really just play on this talk boy FX awesome. and then record things with the trombone. And then he did get me good at it because he was super smart. But yeah, right on. Yeah. You know, so we did everything we needed to, but I was out. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. Dude, again. that's awesome. Yeah. Did you pick up any other instrument or was that just it? I'm done. No, yeah. I bought, I like bought drumsticks so I could practice the drums on my own. Yeah. And then it just never went anywhere. I was like, Hey, I learned how to do this thing. And he's like, back to your trombone seat. <laughs> I'm like, ah, all right. Get back to the back row. <laughs> yeah. Good thing not- is you made first chair. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't even want that. Yeah. Does that so, mean more exposure? So you were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I'm like, I have a musical ear. Like, I, you know, I'm yeah. good at like memorizing like lyrics to songs and all that kind of stuff. And like, yep. I'm, you know, musically inclined, I'd like to think, but, you know, just, I didn't get the instrument I wanted. So I didn't right on. on with it. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to tell you a little story. I, and this might tie into fitness or whatever. I yeah. don't know. But, dude, this whole show is just about a conversation. I love how this started, dude. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, when, when I was, because I was like this prodigy, right? Played since I was five. So I was always first chair. Yeah. You know, until this one dude came up and he's like, I'm going to challenge you. And that was the, the thing they had in place is they wanted to put this competitive environment in place to where you could be the guy, but it was almost like animalistic, so to speak, to where, you know, like the, the dominant male was there. And the only way to take control of the pride was to actually challenge that person to yeah. a fight, you know? Right. <laughs> right. So, but this was like a drum off. Yeah. Okay, so it was a. I remember the the band director was had to sit with her back to it, you know, and then we would switch up times and just do randomized stuff and follow off this piece of music, and I, I didn't even care because it, dude, I'm not even kidding, man. And this is the bad part, right? I barely ever practiced. 
because I had just I had been playing. Most kids have been playing for like three or four years, yeah. whereas I was in you know seventh and eighth grade by this point, and I had been playing for like twelve years. Right <laughs> at this point, it was just stupid simple for me. Yeah, you know, so I didn't practice. I didn't care. So I was sight reading the whole time during this challenge, and he came up and he like played. Uh, I thought it pretty perfect, right? Yeah. But then I came up and apparently he played better than I did, so I wasn't first chair anymore. But the, it got to the point where I was like. I don't even care. Yeah, right. <laughs> I proved but, myself. Exactly. Yeah. But the, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons that I can take back to just that moment, you yeah. know, because it's not good to not try to always get better at something. Even though you think that you've learned it all, Yeah. there's still ways for improvement because I was showing right there that there was somebody better than me in that moment. Yeah. You know, now here's a little secret. I actually don't think that he was better than me. I just, <laughs> <laughs> he just, but this is really cool though. He put his heart and soul yeah into that challenge yeah which was awesome and he earned that right dude and uh, you know it, it was awesome and he ended up being like first chair through high school and everything you know because we went to the same high school i didn't play in high school because i just said oh, i'm done with this you know and that's yeah. when i picked up guitar <laughs> could you still play if you wanted to could you oh, still yeah, dude. get on the drums i can just... jump on it and do whatever yeah. really yeah i did a lot of stuff in the in the church realm uh, like semi-pro you know yeah. but i played in front of thousands and like super bands and all that and it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun but there's still friends that will call me and be like dude i'm missing a drum you know, so yeah. I think the last time was last year, but I would just hop on like you're always my go to, you know, even though I don't play for like a year or so at a time. Yeah. You pick you it right know? up. It's natural. Exactly. Those things that you've done since you're a kid that is it's like riding a bike. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like it. Let's transcend into fitness a little yeah, bit, yeah. right? Because I got out of my normal rhythm, you know, and I'm nowhere near as fit as you. I like to think that I'm still fit, but I'm not like super fit. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I um. Yeah, you're super. You're you're super fit though. From somebody who you know, you got to think you. about like the average person. You know, True, like yeah, relatively speaking, you're yeah. still up in that like two percent probably, right? One two percent. Sure. So <laughs> I see that. Well, you look thank fit you. to me, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you always look in the mirror and you're like, you know, there's always that part, you know. And I always look oh, be like, man. you know, I can grab this bit here, you right. know. But that's like the part that I, I care about but I don't care about. We are such bright, bad critics for ourselves. <laughs> like, I tell people, like, I'm not in my best shape right now. And it makes people mad. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you have to – it's all perspective because yep. I'm like, listen – I know that I've been stronger and, you know, whatever. I've been more mobile or whatever the case yeah. may be at some other point. Yep. So that's always going to be your standard. So if you it all go backwards from that, you're always going to, you know, you're not going to be as happy as if you were at of your course. highest. So, um, but you still got to watch what you say. When I tell people, like, sometimes I'll just jokingly be like, oh, I'm kind of out of shape right now. And they're like, oh, you're out of shape. Really? Yeah. yeah you're out of shape. I'm like... Well, I mean, not out of shape, out of shape, but you know what I mean. Right on. Dude, that's yeah. a good point, and that's actually a, a good something to learn even for me as you're saying that because I, I say that all the time, you know, because I guess self-deprecation is can actually be offensive to other people, even though, yeah. you know, you know what, as I'm thinking, I'm processing what you're saying as, as you're saying it here and as I'm talking. It's yeah. almost like a false humility in a way. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it, it brings attention onto yourself. And even in this, as you said that, I'm like, shoot, I'm going to change myself and I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. You know, because even just right now, right before this, I said, you know, I got this little bit. No longer. 
It's yeah. fun because I, I realize that there's a lot out there that, are like, you know, maybe they even have thyroid problems or something like that. Oh, and for it's, sure. It's so difficult yeah. for them to take off weight or shed pounds or, or, or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, but rather than doing that, rather than putting yourself down, which draws attention really to how much better you are than the other person. All right. So here's something. Don't self-deprecate. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Period. It's bad. Especially if it's fixable too, yeah. you know, because some people like don't even have the option to get better. Yeah. You know, if I'm like, I'm not a strong as I was a year ago. All I got to go to the, all I got to do is go to the gym for a couple yeah, of months yeah. or whatever, and I'm back. Yep. So I have the ability to, you know, get back to where I was. And I should yeah. be very grateful that I'm not injured or sick or anything like that to where I can get back to my best. Right on. Other people don't even have the ability because they might yeah, be dude. struggling with anything, yeah. whether like autoimmune diseases or just simple little injuries, you know, that just hold them back. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'll watch what I say a little bit. That's because, huge, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I love so. that because, I mean, even on my own show, I can grow too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, do, I, I love this because it's a, every single day. Yeah, man. I mean, guests help me a lot because I learned so much in yeah. this, you know, and Laura's seen so many different guests come through here and it's just, dude, uh, already you're one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, cool. We just started out and hit it out, you know. Yeah, but, thank you. So you said something and I'm curious about this. You know, yeah. this is very self-serving. I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to, you because uh, I, you know, you, thank you for saying that I'm fit. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you came in and said we're of similar body types. Yeah. That so you're probably a trainer too, I would I assume. Yeah. yeah. So you probably see different body types and I'm curious about this. Yeah. Because there's um I know cuz I've had my body analyzed before and I know that even in my sweet spots I will always float just under 200 pounds. Yep. You know, when my, you know, whatever stupid charts that they have in the doctor's offices and everything say that I should be as a 61 human male, you know, I yeah. should be like 178 pounds or some stupid crap like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if that's the case, then geez, I would be like nothing. I would be almost dead. You know, right. I would be very sickly. Talking about the BMI chart. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Mine says I'm obese. Yeah, I know. Same. I'm like, I'm like a 26 <sighs> or 27. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. But I mean, I guess it's relative to something I haven't figured out what yeah. they could possibly use it for, but it's there. <laughs> for sure. I had yeah. my bone mass measured. Yeah. And my bone mass is about 17% higher than the average person, too, which adds weight. And you yeah. know, my structure is larger, so, which I can see yours is, too, yeah. which is cool. So when you train people, you know, mm. what's that approach? Because sometimes I think back to South Park, man. Mm. and <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> you know that I'm not fat. I'm just big bone. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Man, you know what? Like, I already know where you're going with that. Like, yep. I see so many different people they have. So one of the things I tell any like new client I have, yeah. um, think of someone who you want to kind of emulate, like think of like an actor or anything oh, that cool. you like that you can hang a picture up on your wall and then you can just like visualize it, dream about it and then go and attack it. Right. Yeah. And usually people already do. I don't even have to tell them. I, I tell them to do that and they're like, well, I kind of already have someone. They always have someone. I don't even know that if I told so true, one dude. person this that didn't have someone. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, it's not anyone that even looks remotely close to them. It'd be like yeah. me being like, I want to be like The Rock. And be like, next one. Yep. Like, yep. okay. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't work. What's well, more realistic here? <laughs> yeah, so you got to think, like, a lot of people have this weird sense of, like, body dysmorphia that they don't – they. They want to look like some figure, yeah, but it has yeah. there's no reality to it because they don't have even the same body shape, you know. So you got to kind that's of that's cool, yeah. 
You know, do you help guide them towards somebody to look up to then in that case? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you like you point out all of their strong points. You know, like, listen, you may not be able to be like this Arnold Schwarzenegger looking, you know, person, but freaking Dwayne Johnson is Samoan. Yeah, you know? sure. You don't have that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you don't have those genes. Yeah. But, you know, you like and you point out all their strong points, like I said, like, but look, at you're thicker this way. So you could potentially be a lot stronger. And Arnold didn't have legs like you have legs. If you were to hit these workouts nice. for the next six to eight weeks strong, you will be this, you know, like, so you just yeah, yeah. You motivate them and you let yep. them know, like, hey, here's your potential. And, you know, here's someone I think you may look like. And. You always, you know, in the fitness world, we always have all these different people that we look up to. So, like, I'll just of course. Like, you were kind of like this person. They're like, that's awesome. You know, and then, <laughs> then, then they start attacking that. And yeah, then, like, I'll yeah. send them links to that person. Or, like, if I see, you know, I'll look that person up on Instagram and then, like, tag them in that. Just so they, you know, they can keep seeing that same thing. Right on. And then they just visualize it. And the more you have them visualize that thing, the more they chase it. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you help guide them towards the right direction because sometimes expectations are very unrealistic. For sure. You know, and it's yeah. not in a bad way, but just, you know, media has made things this way, I feel, yeah. just because they put up, you know, what people should look like yeah, and how crazy. they should be. You know, and to your point, not everyone can be exactly like that, but they can be like somebody else yeah. who is just as fit, yeah. just as on top of their game with disciplines in life, yeah, definitely. <laughs> which it takes to get there. You know, I like that because you're pointing it out and you're like, oh, wow, they, they like light up, it sounds like. Yeah, they it's do. It's going to be such a joy for you, man, to see that. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's a, like nothing makes me happier than yeah. like helping people with their fitness. And like when you see them starting to make any sort of progress, yeah. like the smallest little bit, you'd be amazed that when someone even gets five pounds on their squat or they, you know, just any little thing where they can bust out an extra yep. push up in good form. Yeah. They get so happy about it. And like, of course I'm going to be happy about it. I cheer them on. I'm like their biggest fan. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's funny, you know, going back to, uh, these expectations and like just yeah. of what you're supposed to look like or what your goal should be. I have people come in and I'll say that same thing and be like, well, look at some, tell, show me someone that you want to look like. Yeah. And a lot of times, like one of my clients, a woman, she showed me someone, she's like, I really want to look like this person. And she shows me this woman on Instagram. I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like, why do you want that? And I'm like, one, she doesn't have any muscle. I'm like, let me show you something. Like, that is one of the most photoshopped pictures I've ever seen. I'm like, right on, she doesn't have any yep. muscle or anything. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to show you within like 20 seconds how this works. I'm like, boom, take a picture of my arm. And then I go in all the filters and I start changing things. I'm like, look how incredibly <laughs> jacked I look right now. I'm like, now I press it yeah. and I don't look anything the same. I'm yep. like, do you see? I'm like... It's crazy looking. I'm like, now you see how that filter kind of matches what her filter looks like? I'm yeah. like, that's not real. Yeah. You can do better than that. You just don't aren't using those filters. Yep, right so on. So these mirrors that you look in every day don't have filters. You know, so you got it. I saw this photo. I think it was a model that was getting really down to earth, you know, and it showed her like looking all amazingly sexy, you know, yeah. just hair back, you know, perfect makeup. And then she posted right after that, that here's what it really is. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, four hours of makeup, push up bra. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all this other stuff, like pointing out these things, you know, and then even like where she had like some 
part airbrushed on her body or something like that, pointing it, showing the real photo afterwards yeah. and saying, this is really what it is. Even though I model, this is what the world tends to look towards, but right. this is what it actually is. I, w- I really appreciated her for doing that. I can't remember who it is now. Totally. But yeah. It, yeah. I, you know, I'm a victim of that too. A victim, I'm, I don't even know if that's the right word, but I do that. And like, yeah. if you think about it, yeah. I don't mean to, but um, if you think about like, if you were to look at my Instagram and sh- like, look at the videos that I post. It's always like I will seriously, I will be making a video of me talking and it's probably like the 30th take of it or like my handstand yeah. pushups. Like I'll, yeah. I'll take videos of me doing handstand pushups and it's like that wasn't the first one. Like, why don't I show my failures? I'm like, why? Right you on. know what I mean? You just don't know how to because you want to be like you want to show them that best part. Oh, yeah. And then just no one ever does but so when you i i see people doing the same thing as what you're just talking about yeah and it's yeah. actually pretty relieving it's like oh man okay people are starting to come out like that to where more people are feeling okay doing it so the more people that do it the more we'll see like oh even the highest quality of model or athlete they're flawed. right on they're flawed right on you, you make it there was a, a social media tip because you're talking about you know doing instagram stuff too and i heard this i'm into business also but i just started building my personal brand about 10 months ago yeah and one thing i've learned you know because i'm sure you keep up with your social media accounts too you yeah. have to because a lot of what you do is based upon image and how you feel yeah definitely you know? <laughs> both of it both of those and the a way to really succeed on social media has been to put in your feed, you know, your actual posts. Yep. That's almost like the movie. That's where everyone looks for all the perfect stuff. You know, if there's any filters or anything, use that. But then your stories, yeah. that's where you want to show your flaws because it shows that you're a real person. Yeah. You know, if you're having a rough day, you know, or whatever it is, you know, I was going to do a story later, like, because I'm in this, in middle of planning for an, a huge event right now, man. And I've got, we were talking about this a little bit before the yeah. show. And it's like every single day, dude, because of the stress that's on this thing. And I know it's going to be a huge success, but every single day it's like you want to quit. Right. And this is probably the same even when you're trying to just first get fit and get into those disciplines. It's like every single day you want to quit. Yep. But there's some something that keeps you going. Absolutely. You know, for me, it's always that end thing. And that's the part that people need to see. And that's the part that people need to hear, yeah. especially when you're in roles like you and I to where we're trying to help others come along in that journey. Yeah, They need definitely. to see that, that we're failures, you know? Yeah. Kevin Harrington is a good friend of mine. He's speaking at the, the original Shark. And from Shark Tank. Yeah. And he was, I saw him speak love a couple that. months ago. That's my ago. favorite show, by the way. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. But he was saying, he's like, I had, I've had over 450 product failures. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he was saying this from stage. Yeah. You know, and he goes, and that's what has allowed me, my failures is what has allowed me to reach the point to where I can succeed and know what not to do the next 450 times after those 450 failures. Right. You know, because now the, the, amount of time to test a product is greatly shortened. Yeah. The amount of time that it takes to market that product is greatly shortened and I can make more money because I've honed in and become an expert at testing these products. Right. You know, probably yeah. the same for you. How many times did you have you injured yourself? Oh, too many times <laughs> to count. I tell people all the time, like I, you know, it, it comes with the territory. And when you're a trainer, you you try new things, you know, yeah. you try to, and I, I myself like to keep things very simple because I don't That's think beautiful. that, yeah, like, you know, because I think right now people are trying to 
get their like grab their space in Instagram, yeah. like trainers are and oh, yeah, fitness man. models and everything. So you're seeing just the most Everyone. ridiculous yep. things coming out. Try this workout. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, that's not a movement. That's yeah. like not even something people would do, you know. But like, if you just stick to the basics, like yeah. do the movements people were naturally supposed to do, like do lunges that way you can like actually bend down to tie your shoe as you get older and like if you <laughs> go on a hike yeah and if you go on a hike you know you'll be stronger at stepping up you know on, yeah. on a rock or anything like that and then like you know like you don't have to do the normal style deadlifts i don't actually do many of the traditional deadlifts to people yeah. i do sumo ones because that kind of mimics you like picking up a child or picking oh, up gotcha. a bag of groceries or something you know like but it's just prioritizing your movements, yeah. You know, around what you do on a normal basis. You That's know? huge. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've talked to. I've had other fitness experts on the show, and they're all amazing at where where they're at and what they do. Yeah. But dude, you are the first one that has likened <laughs> what you're doing to just everyday normal activities. It has to be that way. It has to be like I. You know, what I think changed me is I trained a uh, what was he? He was 87 year old man, um, huh. and. I would train people, you know, like there would be the bench press and squats and deadlifts, all whatever the case we were, whatever we were doing with him. I had to do things completely different. I was like, I just got to help this guy be able to get up off the couch. Yeah. The simplest thing. And then if he was to fall down on the ground, he's not capable of doing a push up. Yeah. How is he going to get up? So let's work on having you do a push up that way. When, if, if you ever fall, you know, you can actually get up on your own. Right on. You know, so like you got to think about those things. And I, um, I had a conversation with someone recently. A guy came in me. He wanted, uh, he wanted to get his bench press up to 185 pounds. That was his goal for his workout. So I'm okay. like, okay. I'm like, well, let's weigh this out. So huh. uh, your goal is because is that you want to get your bench up to 185 pounds. Where does that goal come from? He's like, well. You know, like when you work out, people, you know, that's like the first question people ask you is like, how much what is you your bench? bench? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, valid. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you that as someone who works out frequently, I probably get asked that maybe once every month or every other month. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, and it's only by a dude. So I'm letting you know that your goal, I'm like, repeat that. (laughs) You're never, every time you get asked how much you could bench press, it's only by a dude. (laughs) No woman has ever asked me that one time in my life. So I told him, I'm like, listen, your goal is based around the possibility of one dude asking you maybe every other month how much you can bench press. That's your goal. That's why you set this goal. Like, let me let me help you rethink this. I'm like, would you say that it would be more beneficial for you to be able to get in this squat position and pick up your kid as he's growing yeah, yeah. without having any sort of back injuries or anything like that yeah. than it would be to lay flat on your back and bench press a weight that you'll never do anywhere else besides yeah. when you're actually doing that thing? He's like, oh, I guess never thought about it that way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you, or do you hike? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, then would you say that it's more beneficial to be able to do a lunge with a little bit of weight and have the proper mobility to do so yeah, without yeah. getting injured as opposed to laying on your back and bench pressing? You know, like which one's more detrimental if you get injured? You 
you know, if you tear a pec, not that big of a deal. You'd yep, be able yep. to pick up your kid fine. If you injure your lower back and you can't pick yeah. up your little kid, yeah. your wife's going to hate you. Your kid's going to yeah. hate you. You know, like it's going to be detrimental. <laughs> like it's going to be terrible. So you got to learn to prioritize like the movements and see way out the risk versus reward. You got you it. Know? Dude, you're making me think from that female perspective too, you know, for the guys yeah. that are single, whatever. For sure. You know, wouldn't it be more important? I mean, a woman, to your point, is not going to come out, but look at you or line up 10 guys and be like, okay, I need to know how much all of you bench. Yeah. And that's the dude that I'm going home with. <laughs> never. <tonight>. No. <laughs> Has that ever happened once? Right. Uh, never. Exactly. They're thinking, okay, is he going to make me feel safe? Yeah. Is he going to make me feel pretty? Yeah. You know, is he going to take care of me? You know, the, all of those things. It's never, can he pick me up over his head and actually press me? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. For sure. You know, and like, I, even when you start weighing it out to guys, I get in conversations with big dudes at the gym who are muscular. I mean, they can like squat, deadlift 500 plus pounds. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be off in the corner sometimes doing like handstand push-ups without yep. the wall, just like freehand and handstand push-ups. And they'll come talk to me and they'll be like, that would be so awesome to do. I'm like, well, why don't you start training to do it? Well, yeah. I like lifting heavy. I'm like, well, would you, would you rather be able to squat four or 500 pounds or dunk a basketball? And they're like, oh, dunk a basketball. I'm like, well, would you rather be able to bench press 400 pounds or do handstand push-ups yeah like that one like then start practicing that right on of course everybody like i bet you 90 percent of people guys would probably want to do those highly functional athletic movements than the just you know the boring big lifts because those are going to go sometimes (laughs) they sure are yeah right on so and that's my thought what does it matter in life at that point too doesn't are you having a lot of fun they probably have a lot of fun doing it you know that's of course but they're not having as much fun as someone doing it back. There is something with men, of course, the testosterone, you know, because oh, yeah. there's a rush that you get from being able to, even mentally, there's a rush that you get from being able to lift that amount of weight. Oh, for sure. I've been you there. Know, it's a primal thing. Yeah, very <laughs> extremely, especially when you do it next to another man and you, oh, beat, I know, yeah. and you can lift heavier than him. Yep. It's a great feeling. Have we evolved? Have we civilized over the years? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> a little still, bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're still, still animals. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and that's not something that you really, I mean, back to the female part of it, right? Is that what you're really going to do? I mean, are you going to bring with this huge barbell with the <laughs> tons of weights to the club? No. Like, hey, baby, watch this. You know? I bet it's happened, though. Probably. I bet it's happened. <laughs> and they probably got kicked out and he didn't leave with any girls. Right on. And he's still home alone. That's sad. Now we're getting into dating advice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. It's like, how did I win my wife over? You know, and I think that it's like, I was just me, you know, and I wasn't yeah. fit. You know, I mean, I was I was healthy at the time, but, you know, I probably weighed maybe 10 pounds more than I do right now, but had about 50% less muscle mass when my, my wife and I met. Yeah. And then I got all the way up to freaking 270, just fat as can be, man. You at one really? Point. Yeah. Dude, how I long dropped, ago was that? This was 2013 is when I dropped 80 pounds. Really? Yeah. How'd you do that? That was all nutrition. That's it. Because I, I started- How'd I didn't... you do it on the way up? Like, how'd you end up gaining all that weight? Oh, just not eating right. That's really what it came down to, you know? Yeah. And now I eat a, a lot now still because I travel, right? Yeah. But I, I've- educated myself as far as what exactly should eat and dude moderation that word is amazing yeah oh man I know. that that's what rules my life <laughs> yeah dude good good for you that's amazing well, to hear i you. love hearing that but i, I so see cool. you, you've got me so intrigued because it, when i um i went through a health scare a few years back too i mean a, like deathbed health scare really? and then after that is when i got into fitness yeah and the way that i started i did not start with any weights 
whatsoever. Yeah. You know, now I do. Now I just do dumbbell isolation. That's really it. You yeah. know, and I do cardio. I do a stationary bike because I like the low impact. And I don't know why, but I get, there's this thing that I heard about called runner's high, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. It, the endorphins get going. I get that when I'm on a bike and I like it and I can just yeah. keep plugging away. It's Seems like forever. Right. When Way I get easier that. on the joints, though. Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it, I didn't start, you're really speaking to me and resonating with me because I didn't start with any weights whatsoever. Yep. And coming out of being so sick, I could not do even five push ups. Now really? my warm up is 150. Right. You know, so. <laughs> right. Right. Isn't it crazy how much you could transform? Like, it it's, is. It's incredible. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to that? Because I know you went into that, right? But just some basic things that everyone can do, because I try to give people, it's like, this is where I started. Because everyone looks at me, everyone who knew me before, or if I show them a picture yeah. of me, you know, and I'm not a trainer, so it doesn't mean as much. I don't have that authority, right? right. Except that I have the ex- experiential authority, I guess. I show them a picture of what I was and where I am. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I'm like, well, first I almost had to die yep. <laughs> Yeah. to realize that this is, you know, coming out of that. It was like, I want to control everything I possibly can (laughs) in my life. And one of those is my health, is my fitness. And that's where I got into this. But they're like, you know, I like, well, I don't know. I can't let them like, who cares? Yeah. Like I couldn't even do five pushups, but that's where I started. Right. You know, or tricep somewhere. Yeah. So what are some very basic things that anyone can do? Because one thing for me, uh, I can give everybody what I do, but I don't even know if it's right. I just know work for me. Yeah. You know, where would you start somebody at? Because I do everything at home too. Yeah. You know what? And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I like when people, you know, if people need to do home workouts, you just got to do what you can. Right. Cause I know like even my sister, she can't find time. She's got two daughters and she's working like crazy. I'm like, she doesn't know where to fit in. I'm like, just get it in at home, get used to moving. I think, uh, one of the things when I got injured a few years, one of the many times I got injured, but, uh, I got injured and I didn't want to not go to the gym because I didn't want to ruin the habit of doing that thing at that time. Yeah, right. Because if you stop going to the gym, then you get used to doing something else, you know, and you might like you can like you start watching a show at that time. And then that's your time you watch that show. It's not the time you go to the gym anymore. So I didn't want to break the habit of being at the gym at that time. So I try to influence people to create the habit of working out or just moving at this certain time yeah. even if you're not really ready to work out like if you're intimidated go to the gym well what if you just go in there and you just go walk in the treadmill that's it you don't even need to do anything else huh. you're just building up the habit of going to the gym because you got to start somewhere but then you go in day at, day in and day out and then you're used to going there already it's right like on. okay well now can we make another step forward can we yeah. like how about if we add a little bit of this a little bit of that it's like once a week, you just tweak one small little thing and that's it in the right direction. You just try to add one positive little thing yeah. every single week. You do that 52 times throughout the year. Hope five, hope 45 of them are in the right direction. Right on. You just made 45 really positive moves yeah. you know, in your yeah. life. You're a different person. You've made huge changes. But um, as far as just things that you can do, like I think everyone needs to have a base, a good foundation. You know, like think about the thing I said about push-ups yeah if you can't do push-ups that means that you can't get up off the ground if you really need to you know as you get older so like think about when you get older and think about things that like if you fall down you need to be able to get back up do the movements that you can make it so you can get back up be able to do a push-up be able to do a plank for maybe 30 seconds find out you know like hold yourself to a standard for a long period of time can I do five lunges each side 
with a light tap to my knee? Can I do 10 body weight squats all the way down with no pain in my knees or lower back? And can I do five push-ups? You know, find a base. You gotta find a base somewhere. Huh, You know, because awesome. Yeah, if you can't do yeah. it, like, because if you can't do some of those simple things, you're gonna struggle down the road. You can't, if you don't practice doing lunges, well, what about when you go to do a lunge down to tie your shoe and then you can't anymore? Yeah. It's like, just practice the, the key things. You know, just base movements. That's I mean, that's it. huge. You yeah. know, I, I always ask my guests to give one thing in every show, but I think that really was it. <laughs> yeah. Right there is just, you know, you've got to find that base. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's speaking home to me, too, because that's what it was to me. I mean, I originally I wanted to get... This was such a crazy goal, you know, when you think about it now, especially in the shape that you and I are in. Yeah. That I yeah. wanted to get to just 10 push-ups <clears throat> after I almost died. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It was an organ failure thing, you know. That's oh, what, yeah. it, what it was. But but I wanted to get to the point because I, I went a long stretch of eight months not knowing what was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was just sitting on the couch. So almost every muscle that I had just kind of atrophied, you know, and that, that was it because I had not been really moving for eight months yeah. at that point. But it was like, man, if only I can just get to 10 push-ups. Right, right. <laughs> that was it when I couldn't even do five when I first started out. Yeah. But that was the base that I was looking at. I That's mean, it. it. Like you just need a base. Like you just need to learn how to do the simple things. Yeah. Because once you get those down, you're going to be happy that you got them down. You're not going yeah. to want to stop. You're going to want to like make your base bigger. You know, you you're going it. to want to like just get better at other things. It's like, okay, yep. you went from five lunges each to five push-ups to 10 squats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now let's try to double those, yep. you know, see if you could double those. And then now, you know, just build up the habit of like, like I said, build up the habit of five days a week, you know, every morning when you wake up, do these couple things, do these five lunges, do these 10 squats and do these five push-ups. Make a habit of doing that every morning. That's it. And then you'll build off of that, you know? But that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Dude, I love that. That's a great place for everyone to start. Are we, we are. Yeah. Well, we're towards the end of the show. <laughs> right. Holy moly. <laughs> it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of thing. It's like, I think I got the five minute warning about 30 minutes ago or <laughs> yeah. something. I don't <laughs> Time flies when you're just, you know, know like right? talking about fun things. Yeah, for sure. Dude, yeah. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thanks you're, for having me on. Awesome. I love this. This is great. Where can everyone find you on social? Uh, my, uh, Instagram is Jason underscore lifts underscore everything. And, uh, that's my main, that's the main place I you'll be able that. to find me. Jason lifts everything. And, uh, yeah, I got my Facebook stuff being set up right now. I actually cool. just started reconstructing that page. So that'll be up soon. But uh, yeah, find me at Jason lifts everything. Awesome. And you're local to the Bellevue area, obviously. Yeah. Local yeah. to Bellevue, um, might be moving down to Scottsdale soon. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see. On Scottsdale be on notice yeah <laughs> yeah he's coming well that's cool yeah. man i love it thanks yeah. for coming on dude yeah thanks appreciate for having it. me it was great yeah. appreciate it all right hey thanks for going all in with me today subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every monday rate and review the show if you're listening on itunes follow me on social media at mr rick jordan as always you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.
Dude, that was awesome. That was. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we just started. And- yeah. <laughs>